welcome back to the Pulse Strong Podcast with me, your host, Becky Dunn. Today, I'm joined by Stacey Shapiro, strength and nutrition coach. Stacey has been in the fitness pole game for a long time and helps polers gain power and confidence through strength and nutrition. I hope you enjoyed this podcast just as much as I did. Stacey, thank you so much for joining me. Yes, thanks for having me. 6 a.m. Have you had a coffee, by the way? I, I have it right here. Good. It's Good. with me. <laughs> I don't know how I would, I wouldn't be able to start without it. <laughs> it's, it's early. It's, it's totally fine. We're, we're making it work. And I'm actually, you know what, it starts when I start my day early, I end my day early and I actually like it that way. So, so do I, I've been thinking this recently, like the earlier you get started, you feel so ahead of your day. Oh my gosh. I know. And I don't usually get up this early and I'm like, this is actually kind of nice. I like woke up. I was able to like have a slow morning and like not feel yeah. so so I'm I'm not complaining. Good, good. Well, I really do appreciate you making the time. Whereabouts are you in the USA? So I'm in San Diego, California. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So like I say, it's six in the morning. Appreciate you making the time. Yes. <laughs> um, so for every for anyone who doesn't know who you are, um, I'm gonna hand over to you, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about what you do, you know, your background. Um, yeah, the floor is yours, my love. Cool. All right. Well, um, my name is obviously Stacy, <laughs> and um, I have been a strength and nutrition coach for over a decade, um, and I've been pole dancing for going on 15 years. So it's been pole was actually what got me into strength training. Okay. Um, but I grew up with um, my my dad does Ironmans and my mom's an aerialist. So I kind of grew up with like the fitnessy background. Um, yeah. And so that kind of just trickled into what I do. And so after I started pole way back when, um, you know, that that turned me into CrossFit and then bodybuilding. And that took me on the route of nutrition because obviously you have to start fueling your body. So um I had a meal prep company. And then once I let go of my meal prep company, I transitioned to an online coach, which happened at the right around 2019. So I was slowly transitioning and then 2020 hit, obviously the world shut down and I went full throttle into online coaching. So it started with nutrition coaching specifically for pole dancers. Um, And I found out, you know what, you know, my, my passion is teaching people how to do really cool things with their body. Am I, I was going to say, am I allowed to swear on this? Sorry. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. I was like, I, was I like, should I was... say this to start. Like I'm my, my potty mouth is horrendous. Okay. Okay. I was like, I was like, <laughs> yeah. so basically I was like, I really want to teach people how to do really, really cool shit with their bodies. I really, mm-hmm. when I talk weight or uh, nutrition, most people come to me and they're like, I just want to lose weight. And I'm like, I don't really want to teach you how to do that because I want to show you how to do cooler things with your, like what you can actually achieve in performance. Um, so the nutrition coaching kind of like fell by the wayside. I still sprinkle it in there because obviously nutrition is, you know, important, but, um, now it's primarily teaching pole dancers how to build a solid foundation through conditioning and nutrition and cross training and kind of that all encompassing, um, I, I call it, it's not a sexy sell, but I call it the broccoli of the pole world because you, the the sexy tricks and the, the performances, like you get your cake, but you have to have your dinner before you have your cake. So this Love is that. kind of like building that foundation before. So I teach people how to basically build that foundation. So, um, so you can go off and do all of the crazy things that you want to do with your body. 
So I love that analogy. I love that. And that was so well put together. And also like with the two, before you did all of this, there's a couple of things I want to break off here. First of all, actually, how much do you love being an online coach? I love being an online coach. Oh my gosh. Well, I love it. And my living room is my pool studio. So. Oh, amazing. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So far. <laughs> no. Well, my virtual pool studio, not my, I don't bring people in, but yes, yes. I love it. That's cool. And then secondly, especially with the background in um, CrossFit and then bodybuilding, wow, nutrition is huge. Yes. Yeah. Like that, like you can't, to be honest, it's, it's, I think, I think it's like people are slowly starting to realize this anyway, but it's the same with pole. These types of things are so demanding on the body. You physically cannot meet the expectations. I mean, granted, actually bodybuilding is a bit more physique, uh, physique yes. led, but CrossFit, like whew, the demands on your body, like if you aren't, like you, I'm just thinking like to be like I can't, I can't imagine being in like a calorie deficit doing, doing CrossFit you know yeah. like it is these are really demanding on your body so how long did you do these for um so I still do CrossFit right now um Yay. amazing so I still do CrossFit right now that's my preferred uh version of cross training so I, I think it works really really well hand in hand when I do my like pull performances and things like that yeah. so um that has been this is, God, I've been doing CrossFit since 2011 or so. So it's CrossFit wow. the first um, kind of cross training that I saw outside of like boot camps and random fitness classes because um, I was, I did a group on, I don't know if you know, do, do you have a yeah, group yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, group okay. is like, group okay. addictive. Like that's okay. actually why I don't do group on anymore. Yeah. You just get suckered in. <laughs> Yeah, so I did a group on for like a um it was like a uh, like a just a boot camp, something something where it was just like a fitness class and across the way from like across the hallway there was CrossFit and I was like that looks way cooler than what I'm doing in here. And so because I I didn't feel like I was getting challenged like I wanted to be. Yeah. And I just saw the people coming out and obviously they were like ripped and I was like I want a body. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And so I, um, so I went and I, I ended up going, that's how I found CrossFit. Um, and that was way back, you know, in 2011 or so. Um, so, so it's been a while. And then I started bodybuilding right after that. So, um, in the beginning stages of CrossFit, I was hurting myself a lot because I didn't have proper coaching and I was, I, I was younger and I had an ego to myself, which, um, <laughs> it was not the um it, it got the, let go <laughs> yes it got the best of me and what happened was I ended up really hurting myself because I was lifting really heavy without any proper technique um yeah. because I was I don't know I just got really competitive and um so then I was like I kind of blamed it on CrossFit I just blamed it on um the the fitness style and I was like my I saw my friend she was doing bodybuilding and I was like I want to do that now. And I think I start my day. I did my first show in 2014, 2013, 2014. Um, and then I did that until 2017 or 2018. And um, it just really, so it was about four, five or six years that I did bodybuilding. Um, I don't do it anymore because doing shows was really um, mentally exhausting and physically yeah. exhausting. And it really took away from actually 
my pole dancing because I was so depleted and so tired all the time from the deficits and the extreme dieting that I had to do that I didn't have any energy to go and actually perform in the air. And I was just, it, so it wasn't really conducive to my cross. No, uh, you can't do both. Can you, I've seen, I've seen a couple of bodybuilders. Um, if you're in on bodybuilding and that's what you want to do, which is wicked by the way, it's so, it's so cool. It's so disciplined. Yeah. You really, you really have to be all in. You, you do. It's, it's like you say the the thing is it's it's the difference of going to a pole session or training those isolation muscles you know like it's not like when we're like we you know if you're doing a bit of cross training you do a full body session and you can drop a full body session to go do pole or something like that you know um you just you every session counts when you're bodybuilding because it's so physique led right yeah. and also i think like it's it's interesting you say about the the ego side of things but i think that's what crossfit is a big thing as well because i remember doing crossfit once yeah or twice I loved it by the way the reason why I stopped is because um it was like opposite my work at the time um and that was just so convenient it was a lunchtime class and I bloody loved it but again I went in with the headspace of like well I do pole I'm strong yep. um I see the numbers on the board like I'm obviously going to outlift you <laughs> yep, yep you know and that it, it, it like breeds that yep. competitive environment doesn't it but like you say with CrossFit, um, a lot of people go and pick up injuries because the movements are so intricate, like a clean and like a clean and snap, like a yeah. you know, clean and press, snatch, jerk, the clean and jerk. Yeah. They are so technique driven that yes. you can't you, like you can't just be whacking those out in the gym and not knowing like where your form needs to be. No, yeah. And actually taking a break from CrossFit was the best thing I could have done because when I came back to it, I actually knew what to look for and mm. I knew the coaching styles I needed. And I was like, okay. I can't have those the same style of coaching that I used to have because yeah. uh, I have this type of personality and I need to be in this environment because community is a big thing in CrossFit as well. Huge. And I am very competitive. And if somebody next to me is trying to lift something and I know that we have the same capacity in terms of how much we can lift, I'm about to try and do that. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. So um, yeah. So now if I, the gym I've, I work out at now has been my, I mean, like I, in, since 2011, it's like been my most favorite, the community is the reason I'm still there. Um, and they push me, but not to, they also know when to kind of like be like, all right, maybe take a step back. Like the coaching has been immaculate compared to what I received um, in the beginning, we'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, again, and you're more experienced too, right? So you yeah. can being able to be like, I need this, I need that. So, um, um, so you really then actually are quite new to the online coaching game. It's been actually a good few years. Actually, I say that it's because when I think about the pandemic, I just think about all those years that we actually lost. <laughs> like, and it seems like it just happened, but yeah, uh, yes. actually really experienced. But. I guess it's been 2019. So 2019, what is that? Almost five years, almost five years. That is a long time. That is yeah, so it's almost five years. But yeah, online coaching is still very new, isn't it? It's still very new, and it's you know what? It's it's a process. I feel it like is. only recently I started to kind of gain momentum because yes. in twenty, and that's the it's gaining momentum. So you don't see all the other stuff that happened. And yes. in twenty twenty one, I invested in um, business coaches, mm -hmm. and that kind of obviously when you invest in coaching, regardless of fitness or business or whatever. Mm. and it helped propel your you know wherever you're trying to go um yeah. so it was a big game changer and like you know getting accountability and in, in terms of what i was doing so yeah five years um but i'd say the last two years was when things started to really kind of 
pick up, pick up. Um, because I had a um, like a brick and mortar like meal prep business prior to that. So I've I've been working like having businesses yeah. since. 2017. So it's been kind of like, okay, how do I transition from in-person to online? And mm. that, that's a whole thing too. But also I think with, I don't know if you find this, so like it took me a really long time to establish myself in, you've been around a bit longer than me and doing this longer than me. So you might not feel this, but it's taken me a really long time to be able to cement actually being an SNC coach in this field. Yes, that I think is where like where I'm thinking like, oh, it's actually not been that long because I don't. Yes, they've been around like, you know, we've had S&C coaches, but the actual element of cross training S&C, I really feel like it's taken a long time yeah. to, to really. And it was still I still feel like it's a, you know, it's still a educational process of educating people why they need to cross train and yeah. and why they need to look after their nutrition. But it's a long slog in terms of like you know you can't give up like it, it and I mean that by like keep putting out the same message you know yep. keep showing yours keep sharing the results and you know and like say because a lot of people do poll because it's an escape from not go. they don't want to go to the gym or they don't want to do something else so the thought of cross training and stuff like that or looking after their nutrition it's sort of like a it's just a bit of an afterthought which is which yes. is totally which is totally fine so yeah I don't know about you but like I feel like it's taken a long time to that's what I feel like the where it takes a long time to really cement yourself in the in the industry. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like it's because it's not the um, you don't get that instant like gratification right away. It's yeah. not like a route when you see like a sexy routine or something and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can put on some heels and learn how to do that. It's like it's like, no, you have to go through um, some exactly process. <laughs> Eat your broccoli. <laughs> it's a process and a commitment. But like once people start to see how it how it makes everything else easier and how it gets better and it's like the, then everything starts to click but getting to that point of everything clicking it's like you really have to push for that yeah and it's like it takes time yes. um you know i always say to people i don't expect i don't even expect people to start you know working towards their metrics properly for like four or five weeks i really don't because it takes so long it's so overwhelming what? when we're coming in as coaches saying I want you to do this. I want you to add this. I want you to look at this. Like it's, it can feel like a lot. And it's like you say, it's a really, really slow progress. And also like, I think like, if you look at your own progress, you know, you, me, whoever, mm -hmm. when, when I when I look at my peak, like strength, it took ages to get there when I was doing pole and not doing cross training or not doing my nutrition or whatever it might be. Even when I was like, we're talking, we've been building on this physique for years. Yes. Yeah. And people, and people want that overnight, you know? I know when anybody asks me and they're like, they're like, how long will it take me to get X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, well, spend at least one year working yeah. towards it and then keep going. Cause yeah. I mean, like, I feel like I've, I've been in the pole, I've been pole dancing for almost 15 years. And I'm like, I have so much more to learn and so much more to grow. Like whenever I tell people that like, so for example, um, Superman is a pole trick that like everybody obviously like jumps out of and they're like, I hate this and it's painful. Yeah. Yeah. I avoided Superman for the first like seven years of my pole journey because I hated it so much. Like I you hate regret that. hated it. Yes. And so whenever I tell anybody that Superman is like one of my more recent tricks, people are like, wait, what? But you've been pole dancing for this long. I was like, yeah, but I also avoided nobody. Yeah. Nobody was telling me to do it. So it's like, it's like when people ask about like timelines, I'm like, you have to just be consistent and you have to keep doing the hard things on a regular basis because 
that's yeah. what's going to get you to wherever you want to go further or faster. A hundred percent. So when you started 15 years ago, I mean, obviously you would have seen, like I've been doing it for 10 and the changes in the industry are, are huge. The way we've evolved and it is, it's amazing, but like it is, it is crazy. Um, so when you started 15 years ago, what was your fitness journey like? Was it, was it, you know, cause you had, if you had both parents that were one's an aerialist, one's an Ironman, you must've been like the, the, your environment must've been quite fitness orientated. It, it was, but I also didn't want to be doing what my parents was, were doing. Um, yeah. So I was actually, I was 17 when I started. Um, and my, I was, I went to an art high school. So it was basically like, um, almost like, like a university, but for, for high schoolers, um, okay. where um, from like age 14 on, I was just doing art. So I actually wasn't really involved with too much fitness because I wanted to do the complete opposite of my parents. So I was going down like the visual arts route and I was doing a lot of painting, photography, that sort of thing. So my physical activity was at an all time low. And, okay. and um, I really just hated working out because I didn't like going to the gym like most people. Yeah, yeah. Like they hated going to the gym. And my mom was like, you have to start doing something um, because like just, just, just not moving is not healthy. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it was like, it was, they just, she dropped me off at a pole class because she was like, this is, this is. Bye. <laughs> well, you know, we had a conversation. She was like, yeah. well, you know, I have this, um, this uh, friend who does pole dancing. And if you want to try it, I think it might be something that you enjoy. And it was the only pole studio in the area. And it was so at the time taboo. Like, oh, I remember just thinking, you know, I don't know. I had this whole different idea of what it was going to be mm. because, or what it was going to be like. Um, and, and I guess because I had, I didn't like, I played, I played sports growing up. So it wasn't like, I wasn't active, but at the time I was very sedentary. Yeah. Um, and it was just this whole, I don't know, like walking into the space, it just like kind of reinvigorated my excitement for movement yeah. because as a kid like as a young kid obviously I did a lot of movement with like my my parents but then going into high school especially when I started at age 17 I was I was very I would say I was very sedentary um with the exception of the few times my mom tried to tell me to get to the gym and I was like I hate this place so much <laughs> um, yeah and it must have been like <clears throat> for your parents as well like they must they would have been so disciplined with their training yeah so for, you, for them for like like how your mom said to you like come on you can't just sit around and do nothing. But, and again, that's the same for a lot of people in terms of like finding mm -hmm. pole. Yes. It, it ignites that, you know, like, like, oh, okay. I, cause I speak to everybody, every, anyone that I speak to says, but I started pole like two years ago or however long. Mm -hmm. yeah. And obviously I fell in love with it. And I'm like, of course you did. Cause everybody yeah. does, you know, and it, it ignites that, doesn't it? Finding something that's different. And again, it goes back to that, like why I think it's taken so long for people to, come to terms with that actually if we do cross train and stuff it will make us better but the thought of going to the gym and having to put in that work because the re the whole reason why you went to pole in the first place was to do to not to not go to the gym do, yeah. do you know do you know what I mean oh my gosh I know and then I it was so funny because right after I started pole I started um I I was going to to college and um or university and I they didn't because it was an art school they did not have a very good gym on campus and I was 
so pissed because I was like, my pole training is going to suffer. I, I want to get stronger on the pole. And I remember being in that gym and I was like, sometimes it would be locked and nobody, because nobody would use it. And I would be so frustrated. And I was like, <laughs> nobody care about their physical health here. And everybody's artists. So nobody's like, you know, actively using the gym. And that was kind of like the switch that I needed. And, mm -hmm. and that like my, my life took a total different direction after that point where I was like, I didn't realize how much I needed. I wanted to go to the gym after I started, yeah. playing, which was crazy. I never thought I would get to that point. Did it, um, was it when you got to a certain level? Because that's what I see a lot of the time. People come and yes. they have really and they really have a really, really good time and they love it and it's great. And then it becomes your life because you just want to do it all the time, which is great. Yep. And then you hit a certain level. There is something that hits, and it is whether your friend can do something or you start to realize that you're not progressing quite as quickly as you you thought you would be. A lot of the time I find that people are putting in a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I, this is why I love working with polars. You probably I find mm -hmm. the same. Like you're putting in the work. Yes. You want to do it. Now we just need to fine tune what you're doing. But um, then that, like you say, that light bulb moment of, okay, I need to do something else. There's something that like, if I want to level up, I want to get to the next level. Because with pole, something that I don't think really is spoken about enough, the jumps in levels are quite significant. Yep. Like I talk about the difference between a butterfly, extended butterfly, an Aisha, for example. And then, it, well, actually, even the difference between an extended butterfly and an Aisha, huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's a progressive move, but the difference in strength that's required is enormous. The same with a handspring, you know, like the, you you can people can hold an Aisha, but then actually getting it and getting that power and the stability and stuff, like that the jumps are quite big. So yes. then that's why I find that a lot of people then get frustrated because they're not then they feel like they're not making the progression quick enough. But actually, what you're trying to do is hella hard and needs time. <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. I, and that's, that's exactly what happened to me. I was like, I was like, I hit a certain level and, yeah. and then it was just kind of like, this was before Instagram and, and Facebook and all, all the social medias that you were scrolling and finding people doing even crazier things today, like today, yeah. but I would be on YouTube and I would be seeing people like Natasha Wang and Marlo Fiskin and like these amazing pole dancers that I was like, oh my gosh, you're just like, how are you doing these things? And I'm almost there, but why can't I do that? And it was like, I almost like, it's like I hit a, the ceiling yeah. and I didn't know how to get through. And it was like, I was like, is this just the, you know, all I can get to or yeah. my progress? And, and um, it was crazy because when I started, you know, just happened to, I was like, okay, let me get stronger. When I started doing CrossFit, I, I got, that was when I got my iron X and it was like, I started doing CrossFit and I was able to hold an iron X and I was like, oh my gosh, it was like, my mind was blown. Light bulb moment. Yeah. It was like yeah. that light bulb. That was like, how did my body just do that? And it was easy. What happened? Like it was, it was because I was doing movements outside of just pull, but it mm. took me, you know, I think four years before I actually started cross training for pole. So I had exactly the same, the big light bulb moment. The reason why um, I was so, like, I'm so big on kettlebell training. Like, I love any any form of co uh, cross training, but, like, it's, it's amazing, by the way, CrossFit. Whatever you do, incredible. But the reason why, and I, like, the reason why I stay in this lane in particular is because like, I'm so passionate about it, but I was exactly the same. So I am, um, I've, I've been cross training for a long period of time anyway, but it was actually during the pandemic. I was training KBs. I trained the kettlebell mm -hmm. plan. I actually put on free online sessions a week. So I was like, I need to move. Like, and yeah. I'm on a bouncy ball, by the way. So if you see me moving. Oh, totally fine. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so yeah, I was putting on these free sessions a week, doing them with like online. I was like, if if one person joins, great. Like I yeah. would just keep me accountable basically. Yeah. And then I went back to the studio and I was so strong. Like yeah. and, and like you say, it's with ease, like you know, and I was going back into the studio with well, people that had lost strength. They were yeah. doing pole stuff at home, but like like nowhere near to the degree that I was doing. And then I, it was just the ease. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the big thing as well. Like when you like when like you say when you start to do like INX and you, you can just you can just do it. Yeah. And yeah. It's not like Ooh, you're like I know. I know you're not squeezing every single muscle and like you can't breathe. But yeah. that I love kettlebells for that reason too, because like it forces you, it's like momentum based, but it's also oh, yeah. you can it's so it's so you have to really control and focus on all those little micro like movements yeah. that um I love I love working with kettlebells. It's it's like yeah, it's one of my favorite, I would say, uh, pieces of equipment to use when we're doing like any sort of workout. So yeah, definitely. It's just the stabilizing muscles that are that are that are um that are worked, and also the the challenge in like that offset nature yes. because we don't we don't actually although it's really really important to train both sides in pole and you always should, but you don't ever use the one that you you use one side at a time so kettlebell training being being able to work in that unilateral uh movement and one side off balance stuff like that like it just yeah. i feel like it translates so well i just i just absolutely love it and i feel like a bad bitch when i'm like chucking oh, yeah. about like when you're swinging around or like clean and pressing or whatever it might be you just feel so powerful i totally agree yeah That's and awesome. i bet it's the same with um crossfit too you know oh, like, yeah, i love clean, i love clean and press Oh my gosh. Lifting heavy shit is like my favorite thing. I'm just like, I want to do all the crazy things with my body on the pole, but also outside of the pole class and like all the things. So it's just like, I think extremes are something that I have to balance myself. Like I have to really work on pulling myself because I will get really extreme if I, if I don't like pull myself back. <laughs> so how often for you personally, then are you cross training at the moment? Um, right now, three days a week because oh, nice. that's, that's I, solid. Yes, because I also teach a lot and I do a lot of virtual classes. So I have to um, be really careful about how much I cross train so I don't overtrain because yeah. what was happening actually last year was when things started to pick up, especially with my online business. I was teaching pull classes online. I was teaching like virtuals, but then I also teach a couple times a week in person at a studio. And so all of the combined movements where I'm hanging from the pole. Yeah. My tendonitis, I have tendonitis in both my elbows. And oh. in addition to the cross training and all the pulling with barbells or kettlebells or anything, you know, weight related, um, my body was starting to really give out on me because of how much movement I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was eating enough, but I definitely was not eating enough to support like the excess movement and the excess yeah. stress. So I really have to limit myself three days a week and I try and really go all out those three, those every, every third or one, two, three days. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that yeah. was really interesting that you were saying that you weren't, you, you definitely weren't eating enough for your output. So I'm assuming I could be wrong. So I never, should never assume, um, but I'm assuming you intuitively eat. Yes. Yeah, so I tracked a majority like for 10 years and yeah. Yeah. I, um, I don't like to, because I have a good idea of like, okay, this is about, 
you know, yeah. depending on, I, I can kind of eyeball everything based off of like how much tracking I did. Yeah, and experience, by the way. You're very experienced. I'm the same. So, you, yeah. Yeah. so it was kind of like guesstimating. And um, sometimes when I start tracking again, it gets me into a really restrictive headspace mm -hmm. with what I can and can't eat. So I don't like to track if I don't need to necessarily track. But actually, when I was last year, I did start tracking for a short period of time just because of, I was like, I need to make sure that I'm eating enough to recover effectively because yeah. my tendonitis was getting so bad that teaching was becoming impossible. And that was where I was going with it actually. So like yeah. with you, like I'm the same, I intuitively eat yeah. but every now and then I sent spot check. Yeah, yeah. Where I might, I might, I even just tracking for like two, three days for me, like I, I'm very samey. So, um, yeah. I don't need to track very often, but then being like, okay, I'm actually not where I thought I was. And yeah. it's really, really important. And I, and I speak about, about this with my online clients a lot too, because yeah. I know that, tra that tracking can be very triggering. Yeah. Actually, I think, I think you're the same. Cause I saw on your Instagram bio that, you know, it's, it's giving, it's empowering people to have the confidence. And yeah. I think like it's changing the mindset on why you're tracking. Like yes. for me, I'm not tracking to lose weight. I'm tracking to make sure I'm fueling my body enough because I want to grow my muscles. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. You know, and when, you, and when you think about it differently, but it's the same with you. Like you picked up an injury or like your mm -hmm. body was starting to niggle and you're at a point where you're like, actually, am I, what am I eating? Like, am I mm -hmm. eating enough? And it's really, really important to just have us understand where you're at. Where's your starting point? Exactly. And I feel like it's it's an, it's just another tool that you can add to your toolbox and pull it out whenever you need it. It's not mm -hmm. something that you need to have out all the time, but no. like, you, you know, like you do as well. I feel like it's really empowering to be like, okay, I know how to utilize this tool when my body is asking for this or when, you know, the yeah. circumstances are asking for this. And I think that's, that's, you know, as you go on your journey, we start to just gather these little tools that we can just pull out when we need them. Yeah. Yeah. And because because tracking is not something you want to be doing for the rest of your life. I say that all the time. Absolutely not. It's, it's not something that we want to do forever, but we miserable. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, again, unless you're bodybuilding and like, unless it's physique based, that's com that is that is completely different. How did you on a complete side note? Because I, I think I spoke about this with uh, Fran, Body by Fran, because she did yeah. body. Yeah. Both very similar timelines. And it's crazy. Yeah. Because I was talking to her about the same in terms of like yeah. the way you wean off a bodybuilder diet has to be like so calculated because it's so restricted and like you can't just you can't put yourself through well it's not even 12 weeks is it I mean your initial 12 week prep is that long but like we're talking months of prep right um you can't just like finish the comp and be like right okay I'm gonna go back to normal eating today no it's no so calculated it's so calculated. And I think that's a big reason why I did not do well with bodybuilding is because my coaches did not um, I did not have the education of how to reverse diet. Ah, uh, yeah. And, and I had like a little bit of like tips, but mm -hmm. I think I needed a lot more handholding because I will, I will argue that the reverse diet after the show is harder than the diet to get to the show. I think I, I I've never done it, but just from watching yeah. experience, I can imagine yep. it, that it, it's like it, you've gone through, I've, I've watched people go through bodybuilder competitions. Yep. It is really hard. It's really hard and it's really mentally, you have to be very, um, it's a very, I, I, I say this in a way that I don't mean it in, in like offensive way, but it's a, it's a selfish sport. You have to only think about yourself. Oh, no, you absolutely do. I've seen so many people do it and they've gone to like weddings, for example, and then had to step away from the wedding um, mm -hmm. and eat and eat rice cakes from their car or eat chicken and sweet potato from a flask from their car. 
exactly and, and because you can't you can't you can't just be like oh it's just one day it's just one lunch like if you're in you are in and that is everything is off limit with outside of your plan and yeah. I want to I want to actually get your thoughts on this because I did speak about it briefly with Fran but I don't know if I if I don't know if it come across the right way and I spoke about it with mm-hmm. someone else as well okay. about the fact that like I think for me bodybuilding was always such a like when people think about fitness and dieting and although I hate the term diet it really is a lifestyle but you know dieting everyone's mind in the fitness industry instantly goes to the what goes to bodybuilding and I remember like when I first started in my fitness journey sort of 10 11 years ago I was trying to mirror that bodybuilder sort of diet you know training structure stuff like that and I feel like you know, I, I've spoken to girls in in like my own students where like they'll be given, they'll be telling me um, about their diet or what they've what they've done or like this is what I'm doing at the moment, sort of type of thing. And it's it's they're trying to mirror like a, like that bodybuilder, like chicken and rice. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's where everyone's head goes when they yeah. like when they when they like say to me, well, I don't want to eat just eat chicken and rice. I'm like, well, we don't have to eat just chicken and rice. Wow. Yeah. Because like bodybuilding was such a I don't know. I think it's had such a huge influence on the fitness industry, and but people just seeing the way that bodybuilders eat and then assuming that in order to build muscles you need to eat the same. And the same with like protein shakes. So yes. I like you can have two protein shakes a day, guys. It's like totally fine. Okay, if anything, I encourage it sometimes if you can't get your protein in. Yeah. The, the initial thought is like, well, I don't want to end up like a bodybuilder, and it's like Gosh. you won't. You know, do you know what I mean? It's like, like everything's been tarnished with that bodybuilder brush of like well, I don't, you know, I don't want to end up like this or I don't want to end up like that. I'm like, believe me, if you, like, these guys are eating, like, in excess of 4,000 calories a day, some of these people, like, you're not going to, you're not going to end up like that on your two protein shakes. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's really, I just think a lot of people's headspace goes there immediately as well when you when you think about dieting and stuff. Well, I, I, I totally agree. And I think that's because, like, bodybuilders and, like, like that visual of, like, a, a healthy person Typically mm. people look at like abs and muscles and they're like, that's what health looks like. So I have to eat yes. like that person looks because they're probably eating chicken and broccoli five times a day. And mm. that's how they look like that. And I'll, I'll, you know, bodybuilder diets are not healthy. No, no. They're and Sam was speaking about this too. Like it, they're yeah. really not. They're not, they're not, uh, they don't nourish you in a way that like just eating a well-balanced meal with fats, carbohydrates, protein, and fiber will, will make you feel, you know, will actually help sustain you for a longer period of time. will actually help you with a healthier body composition because another thing with bodybuilders, you have to get your body fat so low. So your muscles like pop like that, that in order to do that, your diet is so restrictive that it's just, it's, it's not, it's not nourishing you. So you get brain fog, you might lose your period. You mm-hmm. can't move um, in a way that is like, you get really tired really fast. It's just like you're, if as a pole dancer, if you were to eat a bodybuilder diet going into a show, you would be putting yourself at a way higher oh likelihood of injuries, you know, yeah. because you're just not sustain. You're not getting enough fuel to sustain the activity that you, you're doing. Mm. do you know what actually just thinking about this just come to me I was thinking because fitness influencers aren't fitness influencers are very fairly quite new um especially with the development of Instagram and stuff like that so back in the OG days like even when my husband was really really big he used to be a personal trainer like 15 years ago 10 years ago the actual people that were fitness influencers at the time were all bodybuilders yeah 
you know so I think it, it does come from you know it's only recently I mean we've had fitness influencers for a long time but I mean like the actual mainstream of fitness influencers and like seeing you know different different body types and stuff and different you know people eating like normal <laughs> not not just that restricted yeah right yeah. it's so interesting actually because um talking about like you know preparing for a competition there's so many people that that compete and don't look after their nutrition when they're competing and it baffles mm -hmm. me I like honestly it, like I just don't understand why you would invest all that money and and time to go on stage yep. and not look after your body the, the way it should be yeah no I totally agree. I feel like it's an afterthought because getting oh, on stage yeah. the is the primary goal yeah. you know that that's the goal but it's like everything else especially when it comes to food it's always like well I have it, food I I don't know it just becomes an afterthought and it's it's yeah. interesting because even though you know it's important it's easy to kind of like forget about when there's something else in front of you like right yeah you know it's, it's I think so I, like we've all been there too I have I've done it where I'm like I don't know where I've been in a really bad headspace with food or like you know I I don't know if you ever had any form of sort of like um not eating disorders but I don't know if you ever had bad relationships with food I certainly did I think we all have in the past yeah orthorexia is definitely something that I yeah so I think it's really easy like I could if I really maybe not so much now but if I really really wanted to I could probably like not eat like breakfast and just again because or like lunch and just because I could like I very good at closing it down in my mind like I had done before whereas like now um I I don't my day is planned around my food not the other yeah. way around so like if I see like Fridays is one of my busiest days out of the house mm -hmm. so if on Thursday I will be like okay so what's in the house for breakfast yep. I can't I work I'll make sure that like is my lunch pre-planned like if I need to get something out the freezer I will if I have to get up earlier in the morning to cook um something I will like my whole day is planned around my food because one I hate picking up food on the go because it's just you just pick up shit unless you can pick up somewhere like a bit like you were saying with like a um your meal prep company and this is like you have like somewhere where you can pick up something like that level something. which is very very small chance mm -hmm. um yeah my whole day is planned around my food now not the other way I around I feel like that's and also because I feel like because we're both in a very physically like demanding position where either we're moving or also just like having to be cognitively on where we're talking to people on a regular basis. Yeah. If you're hungry and cranky, like having conversations with people is going to fucking suck. Oh, 100%. 100%. So I totally agree with you. Yeah. But it's the same like if you're doing poll. Like, yeah. don't go to a poll session and not have anything in the tank. Like, you know, yes, and there's loads of conflicting information. Like, I've seen people say, like, don't have a protein bar before training and don't do this. And, and there, there are stuff that is right or wrong to eat yeah. uh, or, like, just more stuff that's beneficial, sorry. But, like, just fuel your body. Like, it, yeah. you know, it's, it's so, so, so important. Because I see people, yeah. like, you know, poll's an expensive sport, too. You know, you go, yeah. you pay all this, you pay all this money for these classes. Yeah. And then, like, you get, you're, like, 20 minutes in and you're dying because you yes. and then like you walk away you've had a really shit session yeah and that yeah. i'm like it could all just be fixed if you just drunk some water yeah get some food some yeah get, get some carbs in the body <laughs> yeah i always tell my students um or anybody that i'm working with like coconut water i'm like if you don't like to eat food bring a coconut water you get electrolytes and carbohydrates and half the time when i tell people that they don't know that coconut water has carbs in it and i'm like yeah. it's an easy way to just drink some carbs and you'll have energy for bowl if you don't I, like 
absolutely despise coconut water. I think it's the okay. worst tasting Sorry. thing ever. No, 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 don't. No, don't apologize. I'm I think it tastes like the thing that everybody says it tastes like. I don't know if you I'm I can't I can't say I can't do that. <laughs> okay, well, you won't have coconut water, but you also know how to eat. So you coconut water is fantastic though. Like you're totally, yeah. totally right. I really wish I liked it. I've tried it so many times. I really want to like it because I love coconut. Yeah. I like the coconut as a flavor I love. And I've yeah. tried it so many times and I just think it tastes very salty and I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't. Okay. Well then no <laughs> coconut water for you. That's okay. That's fine. Well, great tip. Great tip. It's absolutely <laughs> you're right. Yeah, it, is, it is amazing. Yeah, because there's lots of ways that you can, I, I mean, like, that was the one thing. And then also dried fruit is awesome just to, like, keep oh, in, yeah. I'm like, just keep some dried fruit on hand. Like, dried fruit, you know, then you can just snack yeah. on it. It doesn't weigh you down. Easy. Oh, I, I love them, um, especially if I'm on the go. Dried mango, for me, is my absolute go-to. Dried mango is my favorite, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, um, that is something that if I had, like, an intensive day or if I was doing yeah. a full day of training, that would absolutely, without a doubt, be in my bag. Oh, Totally. Um, and electrolytes are so, so important. I actually, have you ever heard of, um, it is an American brand actually, so I don't know if you've heard of it, uh, um, Liquid IV. Or if you oh, take, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I really, really like Liquid um, IV. That's actually perfect. If you had like some Liquid IV with um, dried mango, like that mm -hmm. combo perfect. would be a perfect thing to bring to pole class. And then you wouldn't have to, you know, and there's lots of different flavors with Liquid IV. <laughs> flavor, you can get another flavor. Yeah, there's loads. Um, and that is really, really good. But again, like a lot of the time people um, neglect like the electrolyte side of things, you know, like making sure that your, you know, your body's got enough and the importance and the role that they play. And, you know, again, that's what that's what we're here for, though, to educate people and to, yeah. to help people. So do you predominantly just work with polars like your biggest, um, your biggest like uh, clientele, your clients, are they all polars? Or do you have yeah. to Primarily, so yeah, it used to be a mix, and I've started to really uh, niche down to pole dancers now. Yeah. I do work with some CrossFitters as well, yeah. um, but specifically, yeah, my my uh, my people are definitely the pole people. Yeah, I I, I would say I'd love to be like a generic um, online yeah. coach. I will, I'll work with anybody, but all of my clients are polers. <laughs> I, you know, and I think it's it's just kind of like you as as a pole dancer, you understand it's a different type of training. Mm -hmm. It's just it's I don't know. It's just pole dance is unique, and I don't know. It it, it attracts. It, it, I just like the community. the yeah. The community is just working with those people, like people in the pole community, is so fulfilling. Mm. Oh, I love it. I so love it. Yeah, and I, I love that. Like. I love because like like I said, you're already putting in all of your hard all the hard work. So yeah. a lot of the time I have people coming and saying, like, I'm doing like four or five training sessions. If anything, I actually have more clients where I say, like, you need to take a rest day. Do yes. you get that a lot? Do you have do, oh. I'm like actively encouraging rest days all the bloody time? Yeah, half the time I'm like, you don't need more, you need less. Yeah, and people find that really hard. Oh yeah. I think it's harder to take breaks because we feel like we're almost like taking a step back hundred percent but like honestly some of the activity level of some of my clients recently that I've been like dealing with it's obs it's it's an insane level of activity I'm like what like no wonder you're not making any um progress as well like how important is rest seriously it took me a really long time to to it to 
understand that though I was the same I used to I used to have that guilt of like if I didn't work out then I would be like I wasn't burning enough calories like a really bad really horrible headspace where now I'm like when's my rest day (laughs) yeah yeah I feel like it's um it's it's rest is not like encouraged enough because it's always like which new program should I start doing again or what do I need to add to this um and then sleep is another thing that I feel like a lot of people Huge. completely neglect where it's like this is where so many important hormones for recovery are being produced and if everything you're not happens when you're asleep everything sleep is the magic pill so um so yeah so sleep and rest days are two of the big ones that i would definitely encourage more people to do and that i tend to as, as you're saying that with your clients as well have to kind of like drill in Oh my God. Yeah. So I, when I started realizing, I've spoke about this a couple of times too, when I, the big light switch moment for me and I recommend, and I have recommended it and I recommend it to everybody. I listened to a guy called Matthew Walker. Okay. I don't know, if you know who, if, who he is. He's like a sleep expert. He was on a Joe Rogan and okay. then he's got like, he's, he's yeah. An American, um, is he American or is he British? Can't remember. But anyway, he, his, his stuff went really big when he was on Joe Rogan <clears throat> and he's written a book about like basically the importance of sleep. And I listened to a bit of his book and the JRE too. And he's done those TED talks and it like, it instantly changed my mind on sleep. Like it can take years off your life. It really can. If you like, he was just saying like, you know, and it's so stupid how we're like, oh, you can sleep when you're dead or you can sleep when, well, yeah, you, you like literally are like taking years, like I said, years off your life. If you are not sleeping properly. (laughs) What's that? you'll probably die faster that's it yeah like that is not a good motto to live by and it influences so much and do you know what something that i really see um with my clients is that so i'm i you can probably do the same but i monitor all of their sleep so i want to know how many hours they're sleeping a night and then if i see they've got a really dodgy shitty sleep pattern I would like, I'll deep dive on why on, you know, like what's going on, like what's what there, cause there's always a cause behind it. I know some people do really struggle to sleep, but a lot of the time you need to put in the work, but it's, it's led from like, um, just like routines or habits that you've developed. And then it's on, it's, it's like breaking them. But a lot of the time it's because people are on their phones. So I, I, I give so many digital detoxes where I'm like half an hour before bed, I want you off your phone. Um, and the changes to their sleep are like huge. Yeah, I have a horrible habit of being on my phone before bed and I'm trying to read now because I am a horrible sleeper and I I try to practice what I preach, but like, oh my gosh, it's so easy to just sit there and scroll sometimes. I know, and then you end up doom scrolling. That's the worst for me. Like if you, I don't do it very often, but sometimes I find that like, I saw a post the other day that was like the most productive thing that you can do is put your phone on airplane mode yes whilst whilst working and I'm like it's so true because sometimes I just pick up my phone and I'll scroll for like maybe like five minutes right I'm not it's not very long because then I capture myself and I'm like what what put it down yeah I know it's just like right there and I'm like we don't need to do that (laughs) so yeah yeah no so I agree sleep is sleep is really really big what are where do you sit on supplements vitamins stuff like that do you do you take many are you quite big on it do you encourage what I'm like do you encourage anything um I know it's all subject it's all subjective by the way because like vegans and vegetarians and it's all diet related depending on like what your deficiencies what you do get but is there anything that you're like I'm loving this I love this 
you know, I love yeah, I don't, I don't take a whole lot of supplements, but I do take magnesium because sleep is a big one and I suck at uh, sleeping. Yeah. Uh, magnesium mm -hmm. I do take before bed and that really helps just kind of like calm me down mm -hmm. and help me relax. And I do take creatine as well. So I do like yeah. creatine. Um, and then when needed, I'll add protein powder to things. But other than those three, I don't personally do a lot of supplements because I try and really focus on getting as much nutrients yeah. through food first. Mm -hmm. Um, and I figure, you know, focus on nutrition first and then supplement where, where you need. So yeah. that's, um, that's my philosophy with supplements. I, I think a lot of people spend a lot of money that they yeah. don't need to spend and yeah. you can make your fitness journey a lot more affordable. If you don't think you are, um, you need like all these fancy new powders and yeah, it's like, it's like uh, half the time you just pee it out anyways. So yeah, agreed. I mean, I, I'm, I, I do agree like food first, whole food first, and then supplement where you, where you need to. Um, I'm, I'm like, I really like creatine too. Yeah. I think creatine is really important depending on like, so with your diet, do you, um, uh, are you vegan, veggie? Are you do eat meat? Do you get a whole rounded diet? Do you have any? You yeah, I I used to be vegan and vegetarian for a long time. I actually grew up my <laughs> my my dad worked on a farm growing up, so he was a vegetarian my entire childhood. So we just had vegetarian because he saw <laughs> how animals um yeah were, were treated. So he he was like very vegetarian. Um, and so my sister's also vegetarian. So just because of that. I ate primarily vegan and vegetarian um, mm -hmm. for the majority of my life. But when I got into bodybuilding and more fitness related things, um, I just, I, I like having the ability to kind of have, just be eating whatever I want to eat because I can't live in a restrictive headspace. And after I did bodybuilding and I was so super restrictive with all the foods I ate, um, I had to allow myself to eat whatever. So I, I allow myself to eat whatever, whatever I want. Um, whatever I want is obviously, you know, relative to yeah, yeah, yeah. experience. You've been, you've been doing this a long time too. So yes, you, I don't want to say this in a, like a, like you've you've earned it. I'm the same. We've earned it. We've we work yeah. like have it. This is a lifestyle for us, and that's where I want to get you when I'm working with clients. Like that's where I want to get you to. This has to be a yeah. lifestyle for you. Of but, course. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I was gonna say eating whatever you want looks different when you have you know years of experience behind you. So yeah. it's it's if if I had no experience, my eating whatever I wanted would be like cereal and bread, right? <laughs> like that would be <laughs> the good all, stuff. <laughs> bunch of like just like things from boxes and whatever yeah. pastries um and now when i eat whatever i want it's like okay is there i'm, I'm how much protein am i eating what's yeah. the vegetable am i getting fiber you know like i'm very much aware of this because i know how i'm gonna physically feel and mm. so i don't want to eat whatever i want if it's gonna make me feel like crap you know like i don't want to feel like crap yeah, a quick question I want to ask, only because I felt major, major differences, and I don't want to offend any vegans or veggies, so please, if you are, take this with a pinch of salt. Mm -hmm. I was vegan for a year and a half. Um, okay. I did it for, I actually watched the What the Health on Netflix, yeah. and it immediately changed my mind. Like, I think I'd cooked chicken and rice that, again, back in that headspace, I think I'd cooked chicken and rice, like, for lunch, 
and that the next day I didn't take it to work and I just like the program immediately switched me over to vegan um one thing that I haven't really gone back to too much is milk either off the back of that program mm -hmm. I'll okay. have it occasionally I have it in tea I okay. won't ever drink it um okay. like I haven't properly gone back to milk but anyway so I was vegan for for a year and a half and then yep. I had a photo shoot booked uh, back in 2018 with a photographer and I really wanted to get like almost the pose was like an INX -y. you basically come out into an INX position but you're in a little cross ball so you're okay. hanging off the side in a ball and that you know like when you have those shapes where you're like I really 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 want to get that and I yeah. so I started the, the shoot was in March and I started training in January and again like I I just felt like I, something needed to change so I changed my diet and went back to meat and the the differences in my strength like I say this with like vegan and veggies. I know they all, I know everyone has their reasons and it's yeah. absolutely fine. And you can still get in what you can and you can still build yeah. an amazing physique and strength off vegan and veggies. Yeah. But there's no denying that when you get it from it's most, the most, like the most natural source in terms of protein, that there's no better protein source than, than dairy and, and meat, for example. Yeah when I did change my god my strength my strength went through the roof as well like my levels of everything changed did you feel like were you at a point where you were training quite a lot where you could see those differences too yeah because I was yeah I, I my body was it was I was getting cravings for meat and I never mm. had those cravings oh. for meat yeah um, and I was like I felt you know like I was I grew you know, being a vegetarian and I was a vegan for three years a vegetarian for the majority of the my life yeah, prior um and even now i don't eat a ton of meat but like when i do like i don't know there's something i don't know i just i feel i feel like i have the ability to number one get enough protein without oh, having yeah. to have to worry about where it's coming from and how to add it up mm. um easy so mentally i'm not thinking as much mm. physically i definitely feel like my body is more fueled oh um, without a doubt yes yeah so again i'm not like you were saying nothing against vegan or vegetarian yeah. pole dancers or you know lifters or anybody who chooses to you know take meat out of their diet i think that's great if that's part of your value system yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. feel good um i i think it's a personal preference but yes i definitely agree with you once i started adding more meat back in um especially with the level of activity that was yeah. happening yeah so much better yeah, and um, I actually work with a lot of vegan and veggie clients, by the way. Like, I have um, one of my girls, one of my instructors, she's been working with me as a, we've, I've been coaching her now for a year. Um, okay. And she, we got her shredded. We got her in, we've got her in such good shape. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, she's vegan. So it's possible. And we see so many vegan, but like, of course, it doesn't have to be necessary. It doesn't have to be necessary. I was just interested because you've gone through a similar phase. Like, I do always ask people why they're vegan and veggie out of curiosity, because some people do it because they, they think it's the right way to eat or they think it's like you know they have different reasons which is fine so I'm always I'm always curious as to what people's reasons are behind being vegan and veggie because I think it's important to know the the value of what different foods can bring you um but yeah I was just I was just more curious to know if you felt like a difference because I'm the same like when you oh, yeah. when I eat meat like it's it it's like I say it's the best form of protein that you can that you can get so yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I, I agree with you there. I'm, I'm, I, I just, I'm like, I'm sometimes I'm careful about how to be like, I don't want to, 
<laughs> yeah, and then you, no, and this is why I'm like, you can. It's fine. You can still get everything you need. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. And I'm and when I when I ask people as well, I'm not. It's not because I'm like, why? Like why? Like in terms of like, you yes. should eat, like come off your diet. I'm yeah. just curious. I'm always curious as to what people's yeah. reasons are um, yeah. behind a set. Like um, I I eat um, I'm carnivore. Mm. so like yeah. it's it's like on the, it's just a complete opposite scale it's someone like oh, I get questioned a lot about my diet and why yeah. eat that way and it's sort of similar you know like the reasons like you know how does it benefit you how do you feel stuff like that so yeah and I think it's it's knowing what works best for you as an individual 100%. because you're so bio-individual and mm. I think that's the big thing I don't want to push my diet on anybody else if it doesn't work no. for them um no. No, it's actually really interesting because I didn't really speak about the fact that I'm car I've been carnivore for the past year and yeah. I only spoke about it. Uh, when did I have my first? Set? I had some blood tests done. Uh, I think I first spoke about it in March, April. Okay. Um, okay. And so, yeah, I've been I've been since May last year. I went carnivore and my bloods back in August last year were incredible and then uh, I don't like so I'm pregnant at the moment so I've had yeah. various blood tests through pregnancy I've remained carnivore um, okay. it makes me feel at, like this again personal preference we're talking yeah. you know yeah um, it makes me feel fucking fantastic like my yeah. pregnancy has been so good um, and I truly believe this is personally I truly believe it's down to diet and like yeah. every time I've had a midwife appointment my my midwife's been like your bloods are amazing like yeah. you're so for me it's working and like I say it's like you say it's all relative for what works for what works for you and your body and some people just like don't agree with certain stuff or can't eat yep. but yeah so I want to I want to dial this right back and basically just did yeah. you see the differences because I've had a I've got a couple oh, yeah. of students I've got a couple of students that have started to yep. pepper in like uh, fish or chicken a couple of times a week and they've seen they've seen positive changes too so um yeah I want I just want to know from like a training perspective 100%. it de definitely definitely and there's some <laughs> days where I will eat you know more and less and it just depends and but yes I 100% yeah and I like yeah you do you honey you got to do what whatever that's what I tell everybody I'm, like, yeah. I'm not going to judge you for what you what you no. choose I'm not going to be a food police, but like, here are some things that might benefit you. And at the end of the day, protein is going to benefit anyone who is moving yeah. their body. So, yeah. And I always say, actually, so um, I remember one of my vegan clients was like, I want to go again. Like I want to, I want to do, I want to go in, like we were going into a different phase of training. She's like, but I really don't want to be that dependent on protein shakes. I'm like, babe, if you care, if we're, we're being vegan and veggie, it's really, really hard to not be as dependent on like again because you don't get that natural especially being vegan if you're not having any dairy yeah. or you know it's just you need to be aware that if you're if you've got goals to hit like high protein goals it's really really hard like you do yeah. you are quite heavily reliant on supplements and stuff like that yeah you have to work a little bit harder you have to do more education yeah. it, it's it takes more um it just takes more effort a hundred percent yeah absolutely it's doable um, it's more effort it absolutely is doable and I think it's just educating people on like the why and that again that's why you get a coach why like why do we need more protein because of like yeah. you know the amino acid levels and stuff like that like it's but this is what we're here to educate you on guys so <laughs> we're here to help um, so just to finish up this has been yeah. this is my problem with podcasts I say all the time I could just talk to you all day long <laughs> about yeah very very passionate about so how can people work with you so how do they work with you so i've seen actually i saw on your instagram so you've got your you've got your link on your insta you've got quite a few different courses <clears throat> yeah so um primarily so creative conditioning is my eight-week program um that is 
kind of my my signature program. Um, and that is an eight week conditioning and cross training program where we do one day of oh, mobility. Is this the creative conditioning one? Yes, creative conditioning. So um, right now we're finishing up round three and round four will be starting in January. Um, I am, I have a bunch of self-paced programs, but yeah, creative conditioning is kind of like my main bread and butter. Um, I also do online privates with people, with folks, yeah. and um, and then I also do one-on-one -on -one nutrition coaching. So you can do an online uh, pull private, one-on-one -on -one nutrition coaching, or wait around for Creative Conditioning Live, which is happening in January. So are these, the Creative Conditioning, are these um, like a, like, do you have like a, an enrollment date and then it's almost like there's a whole bunch of you that do it together? Yes. So it's a group program and yeah. it's going to be, yeah, it's a group program. And so what we do, it's a live class that happens three days a week. And then you also have self-paced programming and in creative conditioning, I also have a self-paced nutrition course. So you have three days wow. a week where we work together live, um, where it's one mobility, one cross training, and then one pull conditioning day. And then we also do, um, you have like, it's like basically a library suite of information of how to do nutrition, like all the other foundational, you know, nutrition, cross-training, uh, workouts to do on the go, that sort of thing. Um, so wow. it's an eight-week program that kind of encompasses everything that you need for creating a strong foundation. Yeah. And that's it. That's the, that's the key word and takeaway for anybody. Like what you're yeah. looking at when you're cross-training and, and working with a coach is building yeah. a strong foundation. Yeah. And that's, oh, that's, that's my word. <laughs> a foundation. Yeah. That's, that's what helps you build up. And yeah, so that's what creative conditioning does. And totally amazing and then you have like you i saw the badass pole bundle too so you can have all of it oh so that so right now i'm running a birthday sale <laughs> so that link that you're looking at right now is actually um for the birthday sale so that's all the self-paced programming that i have just for this oh, week. okay okay i don't know when this podcast is going to be um released but the, the, that is for this week yeah so okay, my birthday is in two days so that's why i'm doing that Oh, that's cool. A happy birthday yeah. for it. Thank you. Thank you. When, when is your birthday? On the 13th? It's on the 12th. So it's going to, so I'm just running a whole, I like to do birthday sales. So that's what. Oh, um, it works. Yeah. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me. This has been, yeah. this has been so much fun. So in just insightful. Yeah, it's been really really good and it's been lovely to meet you too i hope you've enjoyed it because i oh really yeah have. this was great this was wonderful it was great talking to you and getting to know you too and yes thank you I, so much for taking the time of course